Amen. God has something to say to us today. I knew this God series was going to be amazing. Jeremiah chapter 18. And and I know everybody preaches the other part of this verse. But I want to be, you know how I am. I want to do verse 6. I just think the first three words is amazing. Turn to your name and say, can I not? That's God talking. Think about that for a minute. What are you trying to do in your life right now? God says, can I not? Now you see where it says house of Israel? Does that say house of Israel? Oh, house of Israel? I want you to scratch that out and put your name right there. Woo. Try saying it. Try saying it out loud. Come on. Oh, I just felt the spirit here. Woo, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Put your name there. Put your name there. Can I not, oh, Derek, deal with you? Nobody can't handle you because you're bad to the bone. But I know somebody who can. Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as the potter does? Declares the Lord, behold, like clay in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand. You bad to the bone. Put your name right there. Or what? Amen. I want to talk about this morning. Experiencing God, part one. God is making something of our lives. Tell your neighbor, God is making something of my life. God is making something. When I read this verse in my devotion time, I said, God, who is he? Who is God? I know we hear about him. I know we've read about him. I know we have all kinds of secondhand information about God. I said, who is he? How can a finite being experience an infinite God? Here's what I found out. The Bible does not attempt to prove God's existence or even give a definition of God. Nowhere in the Bible would you find that it's trying to define God because God has always been. Now, what we see in the Bible we see God's attributes. We see his attributes. 
the Bible describes his nature. Amen. Four ways. This is just four. There's a lot of them, but it's just four, I thought, you know. Number one, God is spirit. All right, so always remember that. In his nature, God is not flesh and blood. All right. Number two, God is light. In other words, there's no darkness in God. God doesn't live in the dark. Amen. Number three, God is love. God is love. It's very in his very essence. He's love. John 3.16. Very familiar passage. For God so loved the world. That that word that word world is cosmos, which means everyone in the world. Amen. God so loved the world because he created the world and he created the people in the world. But he says, so God so loved the world that he gave his only what? See, the type of love that God has for us, it chases you down. You can't run from God's love. In other words, you know, sometimes we don't want to feel loved. Come on now. We, well, you know, we grew up in some dysfunctional stuff, you know what I mean? We just, that's kind of awkward. But God says, I still love you. And how I loved you, I, I proved it to you by sending my son. God is love. And I told you, I, I gave it away earlier, that God can be compared to a consuming fire. A consuming fire. And these four descriptions provide some insights into the nature and character rather than giving us a definition for God. Are you with me? God is love. Amen. And the question that's on the table this morning is, what is it like to experience him? How do you know whether or not that experience is him or something else? Because there are some counterfeit revivals breaking out in 30,000 denominations. People saying there's a move of God here. There's a move of God there. There's a move of God in this place. There's a move of God in that place. But the question is, how do we know? And how do we experience God? Can, can I ask a question this morning? What's missing in your life? And I got a sneaky suspicion in my sanctified imagination. That it is an experience with God. I believe at times we worship our struggles. 
because we become overly consumed with them. I believe in an indirect way we be, we make the things that we're going through our idols. Come on. Let, let me let me give you another attribute, another characteristic of God. He's a jealous God. In other words, God is crazy about you and he don't want you, amen, to be crazy about nobody else. In other words, he wants an exclusive relationship with you. Amen. And oftentimes, people struggle with keeping him in first place in their lives. I don't know about you, but I know every morning when I wake up, when I go outside, I hear the birds. Whereas before, I didn't, that meant nothing to me. When I wake up in the morning, I see the light beaming through the window. I say to myself, my father's at work. Turning this earth. Come on and help me, somebody. Holding it in the palms of his hands. The Bible says that God scoops up water and throws it on the other side of the world. Oh, you got to read your Bible. In the morning when he gets up, he pulls the heavens like a curtain. Spreads it from one end to the other end. I'm talking about that God. I'm not talking about a God that I can control. I'm not talking about a God. I'm talking about experiencing a God that's bigger than me. God who made it possible for me to have a connection to him through his son, Jesus Christ. No one comes to God unless they go through Jesus. So in this series, we will discover how to experience him. So that we can truly love him. Watch this. And serve him. Jeremiah is our writer today. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. The reason why he's known as the weeping prophet because every time Jeremiah writes, he cries. <laughs> Jeremiah be putting his sermon together and be crying. Oh, Lord, these people, Lord, they're doing you wrong. <laughs> Jeremiah, every time he writes, amen, he's like, Lord, help him. Please help him, Lord. I'm trying to tell him. That, then, then, then he got arrested. <laughs> Amen. And then, then he got stoned. Then he got, you know, all kinds of stuff happened to Jeremiah. But Jeremiah, amen, was calling God's people to live right. To have an experience with God. Watch this. They were lost and they had gotten acquainted again with idol worship. So this is the backdrop before we get there. You know, can I not? There's a reason why he's saying this, right? Because he's saying it because what's going on is they're worshiping idols again. They're going to the high places. They're driving their BMWs and building big houses. And they got the bling and they... 
got the finer things in life. And that is what they started to worship. They were idol worshiping. But here's what's interesting about this. They had been delivered. Amen. From slavery. They had been delivered from bondage. And can I tell somebody something? You know, God can deliver you, but sometimes we can go right back to the thing that he delivered us from. And if you don't have really a change of mind, then you have the possibility, you and I have the possibility of going back to the things that God delivered us from. For some reason, y'all, they had forgotten how far they had come. There are times in this journey when we can forget where God has brought us from. Chapter 17, he talks about the heart, how deceitful it is, how unreliable it is. You could say something, mean something in your heart, but if your heart's not converted, you'll lie to yourself. Did you catch that? Don't ask me to say it again. <laughs> Amen. They, 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 their hearts were deceitful. But, but tucked away in there, Jeremiah reminds them that God, if you trust God, verse 7 of chapter 17 says, Blesses the man who trusts in the Lord and in whose trust is the Lord. Watch this. He says, For he will be like a tree. Planted by the water that extends its root by the stream and will not fear when the heat comes. But it le- but its but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought. Nor cease to yield fruit. This is the person who trusts God. But by the time you get to chapter 18 now. They've lost focus. See how quick it is we can lose focus. We can be in church one Sunday, walk out the door, and then like by Friday, we all whack again. You see what I'm saying? We all off base. You know what I mean? We're like, dang. You know what I mean? I just had an experience with God. I bottle it up and I walk out of here. And then from the time I get to work on Monday morning, come on, help me. Here goes something. But what Jeremiah did, Jeremiah takes us to chapter 18 and he, he, God told him, look at, look at verse one. It says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise, go down to the what? God uses a picture to illustrate for Jeremiah to understand that God can help his people if they stay in his hands. Here's the thing about God. He's not going to force you to stay with him. You ever been in a relationship like that? <laughs> Please don't leave. Please don't leave. You ever been in a relationship like that? But there's some relationships. <laughs> you know it's dysfunctional. Come on, help me, y'all. 
And you know either you got to leave or they got to leave. Somebody got to leave. Because it's dysfunctional. I'm going to leave it like that. God says, listen, Jeremiah, go down. You, you You know, can I say this? This God series, though, is kind of messing with me. Watch this. Whenever you read the Old Testament, you have to read it in such a way where you have to see the pictures. Right? So Hebrew was written with pictures. Whereas Greek, the New Testament, was written for the intellect, for the mind. See, because those Greek scholars, you know, they were more intellectual. So God uses very common things to paint pictures. Think about a potter and clay. When we were born, <laughs> what is clay? I wish I had brought my potty in here. <laughs> Just clay. Just. Right? Read the text. Read the text. Arise, go down to the potter's house, and I will announce my what? My words to you. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 3. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making what? Tell you, neighbor, he's making something. On the wheel. So I don't know if you guys ever seen a potter, right? It just turns, right? As it's turning, the potter's hands is going through it, right? And and it's shaping something, right? It's just like, this is us, right? So God's just shaping something. And then all of a sudden, stuff starts making sense in your life. Oh, I wish I had. The picture, the picture, the picture. We all crooked and wrinkled up. This is the best I could do with my pottery illustration. And then all of a sudden, right, things start, you know, your life is going like this, and then your life goes like that. You don't see the whole picture just yet. Right? But you hate your life. I don't like living. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I'm dissatisfied. I need to try this. I need to try that. But what you don't realize, it ain't done yet. And oftentimes we quit before the final product. See, God's trying to pull you all the way out. See what I'm saying? He's trying to, yeah, he's got to, yeah, he got to get some stuff out of you so that he can make you into what he has in mind. I say to young people all the time, stop quitting. The best is yet to come because you haven't seen the what? The whole picture. And for us older people, Guess what? (laughs) He just got it started on you. For real. Because now you're mature enough to handle things. Whereas when you were young, you were just into the glitz and the glamour and how it looks and how it feels. Now as you get older, you want more information. Now, Now you want some more. Now you want some more substance. Now you need a conversation, whereas before, you didn't need conversation. Amen. 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 Now it's more of a mind thing than a body thing. You catch where I'm going with that. 
Now, no, you know, you could have a long conversation without, you follow what I'm saying? When you're young, you, you, you're not thinking about conversation. Right? <laughs> and this is a year. <laughs> Stop conversation. So, so, so what God was telling Jeremiah, go down there, let me show you something. And I, and it's such a beautiful picture of how to experience God because remember this. You and I are the clay. Never forget your role. Stop trying to be the potter. As a matter of fact, get off the wheel. This is my life and I do what I <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, then I went down to the puzzle and there was making someone to be verse four. But the vessel that he had was making of clay was what? But you got to catch something here. It was spoiled in the hand of God. Lord have mercy. See, we were born sinners. <laughs> Ain't no change in that. But watch what God does. He doesn't throw you away. He doesn't kick you in the reject pile. See what I'm saying? And as many times as you have messed up, you're still here, huh? Matter of fact, some of you have really been abusing grace. Some of you really been abusing grace. And God said, man, I got you. I got you. I, I'm not pleased. But I ain't going to throw you away because you're mine. And then I got to put a Romans 1 on you. See what I'm saying? I got to give you over to the depraved mind because, see, you don't want to get it. You want to experience with me, but you want it when you want it. But listen, you got to want it when I give it. Watch this. Watch, watch what he says. Watch what I'm, I'm get, I'm, I'm promise you I'm going to get to it, y'all. He says, so he remade it into what? Could it be? You got the wrong blueprint. You want to be the small version of you. The spoiled version of me like to drink and cuss. And cut up. The spoiled version of me want to do some things. Some of you like the spoiled version of you now. <laughs> somebody somebody just said, Pastor, I'm still spoiled. That's I'm still spoiled. Every time. And watch this. Watch this now. The deep thing about this picture even though he, you're on the wheel, right? He says you're spoiled. But if you keep wanting to be that version, he's going to just keep making you over again. Tell your neighbor, Grace. 
And at some point, you and I have to want what he wants us to become. See, because if you're going to experience him, you have to be that version to experience him. You can't experience him being spoiled. What do spoiled people do, Chelsea? They do, they do what? Uh-huh. What else? What else, tell us? What else? Tell us, Chelsea. Tell us some more. Tell us, tell us some more. You got no... Alonzo, tell, tell, tell me what's... Tell me what spoiled people do. Tell, tell, tell me what spoiled... What do spoiled people do? Uh, see? See? That sounds like a threat. So spoiled people threaten. Don't let it intimidate you, man. I got your back. What you got? Oh, they always want to have their way. How about this? Spoiled people are always right. They ain't never wrong. See, spoiled people walk out when the pastor preaches. They can't handle it. I believe that we like being that spoiled version. Amen. Look at this. 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 So he remade it into another one. Watch this though. Watch this. This is the key you got to watch now. As it pleased Oh, you mean I don't run my life? Oh, tell your neighbor God's trying to make something. Watch this. A lot of you want this makeover stuff. You want tummy tucks and Facelifts, Botox, Botox. <laughs> Listen, you're not pleased with you. Should I go there? Should I go there? That's why I don't recognize you every week. You got a new wig every week. Brazilian, lace back. Lace front, I'm sorry, lace front. I'm getting my illustrations right. I'm getting my illustrations right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Eyelashes out the head. You flat them things, you start flying. Fingernails out the head. Just... Hold on a minute. Could it be that God wanted you to have natural hair? Could it be his version didn't include all the extras? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brothers, let me get on y'all right quick. 
How many more tattoos you gonna get? <laughs> I just said, could it be the version that God had you just, cause them things ain't going away. See, the versions that we're trying to be, we can't experience it. He's making as what? Could you stop getting in God's way? No offense on, on all that stuff, right? Y'all know I'm joking, right? Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Somebody can't go to church because he's talking about my tattoo. Can't go to church. He's talking about my eyelash. Time to go to church. And, and ladies, can I help you with something? There's a reason why the brothers sit in the front. Seriously. All right, let me leave that alone. Look what he says. Watch what he says. He says, can I not make it as I please? Can you let God do his stuff? Can you get out the way for just one day? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 5 said, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, See, because what I see in those verses, I see resistance. I see people who wanted to be something that God says, you, that ain't you. We worship things. We worship idols. We, you know what I'm saying? We live a certain kind of way and God says, live the way I want you to live. Guess what? I know what I'm doing. How many trust God to know what he's, that he knows what he's doing? Look, look at this. Look, look, look at this. Look, let me give you my, let me just go on and give it to you. Ver, verse six. Let's go. Ready? So, so here's how you experience God. Ready? Number one, he says, uh, verse six, he says, can I not? Now, now here's what's so powerful about this one phrase. That word carries the idea of power. Someone able enough. Someone powerful enough. Someone who has the authority and the power to do it. Can I ask you, who's changing your life? And so if we're going to experience God, first thing is, we experience God by his what? Power. Can I not? Now, I'm not talking about changing your circumstance. Leave me in my circumstance. Change my heart so I can make it through my circumstance. Does God have the power to change your mind right now? Or are you just happy being depressed and down? See, if you're going to experience God, you have to experience his power. And let me tell you something. His word has power. So, so we experience God by his what? Power. Watch this. The unfinished. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. This word, can I not? It's in the Hebrew imperfect. Hebrew imperfect tense expresses, watch this, unfinished activity. Watch this. With no definite time. Lord have mercy. So watch this. It's past, present, and future. 
imperfect tense. Watch this. So that means, <laughs> wow, that's powerful. That God is saying in the context of how you're living, I can change you. If you want to keep living the past, I could do it there. If you want to live in the present, I could do it there. If you want to move to your future, I could do it there. So whichever way you go, you can't run from my power. Tell your neighbor, I want to experience God's power. He knows what he's doing. Saints, he knows what he's doing. He's not life hacking you. <laughs> Follow him saying he knows what he's doing. And oftentimes, I believe, we limit our experience with God because we may not be familiar with his power. And somebody here this morning, I want to help you with something. If when, you, when you have experienced his power, there's no power like his power. He is able. But you have to trust him. Don't, listen, it's not about his ability. It's the fact that he can do it. That's why he says, can I not do what I'm doing? Watch the next part of the verse. He says, oh, house. Uh-huh. Deal with you. As this potter does. <laughs> you know, how some of us are hard to get along with, you know. Amen. We got attitudes. We got stuff going on. We just hard to get along with. But tell your neighbor, God can get you. <laughs> Watch what he says. Here's, give me the next point. Give me the next point. Experience God by his power. Experience God by what? Understanding his purpose. You're chasing your purpose. I know you want to do this and do that. But you can experience God by understanding his purpose. So many people equate God's and experience with God with just a feeling. But what about purpose? Lord, what would you have me to do today? Lord, what's your will for me? And watch this. And if you're halfway living right, <laughs> tell your neighbor I'm in this purpose. You'll always know. Listen, and here's the deep thing about it. God is not going to hide his purpose from you. Because it is for you. The potter has a blueprint in mind. A picture of what the vessel would look like. Watch this. Take your life. Take a look at your life. Are you trying to find your purpose? Or are you seeking God for your purpose? Lord, what's my purpose here? What's my destiny look like? You can experience him by asking. You know what we do? We fight his purpose. Because his purpose may not be what you want at this very moment. So what he got to do, he's got to do what? He's got to remake you again. Because the spoiled version show up again. And when that spoiled version show up again, here we go. We out of what? 
purpose. Now, here's the thing. Here's what's awesome about God's purpose. When God's purpose becomes your purpose, whew, then you'll be living on purpose. You hear what I said? When God's purpose becomes your purpose, you'll be living on purpose because he has the ultimate purpose for your life. And each and every one of us in this room today, we have a different purpose. You're wondering, what's going on in my life? You know, you're like, what's, why, why is everything like this? God's trying to get you close to your purpose. Because can I tell you something about purpose? It comes with pain. You know why it comes with pain? Because it requires change. See, if you want to change something in your life, you're going to have to do some difficult things. Things that you never thought. How many are you doing things now? You say, I never thought I would be doing that today. I never thought I'd be doing that. It's, it's got to be God. You know what I mean? It has to be God. Right? <laughs> it, it, and, and you know what? Watching you, watching some people in this church, I see God's power. That's how I experience God. When I see a person living on purpose, I'm having that experience like, wow. Look at this person. I remember when they came, they were skeptical. They were sitting in the back, you know what I mean? Like, shoot, I, I, ain't, I ain't fooling with this. I don't know what, I don't know about this what kind of church there. And then all of a sudden you move from the back, you went to the next seat. <laughs> you move from that seat, then you go to the next seat, you know, and you just start moving forward, right? And then you're like, man, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then the crazy thing about it is I see it happening every week. And that's why I'm so excited because I know that you're having an experience with God. But do you know that you're having an experience with God? Because we're, we're equating the experience with God only with a what? feeling listen when you wake up in the morning that's your experience every morning you wake up you're closer to that purpose oh I wish I had somebody if you're fighting his will that's probably why you're not experiencing him that's why everything you put your hand on it crumbles because it ain't his will for you I, I I want to be a businessman. I do. I love business. Been business all my life. And I never forget when God just had to sit me down and say, man, that ain't that ain't what I'm calling you to do. Now I know you want to do that. I know that gives you joy. But I want you to put that aside for a minute and understand there's a greater joy ahead of you. And you can use those same skills. For my glory. Are you with me? I'm almost done. Watch this. Watch what he says next. Same verse. Same verse. He says, uh, O house of Israel, deal with you as part of deals. But look what he says. Declares what? Don't run over anything in scripture. That word declare means an introduction of an oracle. You want know an oracle is? A divine word from God. You want to see how to experience God? Give me the next point. Experience God by what? Hearing, reading, 
Listen, there are too many people out here today telling you you can have a moment with God. I don't even know what that is. But I know I've experienced God here today. And now we're in the word because the word, watch this, is God's word. Here's the second thing you got to know about God's word. It's living. It's active. Piercing as far as what? The division of the of the bones and marrow, right? Now watch this. Watch this now. The marrow part of your bone, you got to crack your bone to get to that. That's the white part of your bone. The inside of your bone. Now can I help you with something? The word can go that deep into you. And get inside of you and start changing you. That's an experience with God. So you have to take the word. Listen to it again. Listen to the sermon again. Right? Read it. Hear it. Read it. But what? Apply it. Listen to this. Whenever you hear the voice of God. It will always be through his word. Don't let nobody fool you into saying, just wait. Burn some incense, you know. Get high. Yeah. First of all, if you're going to get high, don't play with God if you're high. And drunk. Okay, seriously. Like, people play with God when they're high. You know what I mean? I heard from God. No, you didn't hear. You were hearing something else. That was some demon voices. You Shoot. Because that. that word for drugs in the Bible is pharmakia. And pharmakia is where we get the English word pharmacy. But if you link it back, the word pharmakia come from another word means sorcery. So basically you're under a spell when you're getting high. That's really where you are. And that voice that you're hearing is Lucifer. <laughs> what you say? Hit it again. And then you hit it again. <laughs> Let me make sure that voice was real. (laughs) Y'all need to stop playing this morning. Y'all in church. (laughs) Can I I share something with you? When you pray, pray God's word back to him. Watch this. You ready for this? When you pray God's word back to him, catch this. It's the omnipotent meeting the omnipotent. And God, let me tell you something about his word. He don't play with his word. So what I do, I said, Lord, you said in your word. That's how I talk to him for real. I'm talk, this morning I was talking to him. I'm like, Lord, you said in your word right here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right here. You said in your word. Not in my word. You said in your word. So, therefore, I'm just talking back to you what you said. Now, Lord, with all due respect, I need a breakthrough today. I'm asking the omnipotent, come on somebody, to meet with the omnipotent so that I can have a life change. Do I have anybody? I want to talk to you a little bit 
But I, but I, but I want to tell somebody here, you got to experience it. Stop looking everywhere. Stop looking on TV and stop looking all those other places. Get in his word and you will meet the living God. Watch this. The Bible says, who has known the mind of the God, but the spirit of God. Watch this. And you and I have the spirit of God, who is the author of the word of God. Lord have mercy. I'm getting deep. Watch this. And if he's the author of the word of God, and he's in you, then therefore he can allow you to understand it better. I need an experience with God. When I get up in the morning, I get into his word. Lord, I need his experience with you, Lord. I need to experience you, God. I need to have an experience with you today because I need clarity on my purpose. I need clarity about this situation that I'm dealing with right now. But where do I go in the word? Google it. Go to openbible.info and it will give you a topical concordance about any issue that you're going through. See, we got to get into the what? The word. He says, can I not de- declares the who? Declares the Lord. Look what he says lastly. He says, he says, oh, house of Israel. Look what he says here. Look what he says lastly. He says, he says, like clay in the potter's hand. Come on, help me. So are you. Make it personal. In my hand. Oh. 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 Mystery lady. Oh. (laughs) Inside joke. What's the last point? Stop running and remain. Some of us, we got mad at church. Hold on a minute. How you going to get mad at church and Christ is the head of the church? Get over it. All right. uh, Let me say, I don't want to be insensitive by getting over it. But seriously, it's time to get over it. Because there's a deeper purpose. And part of that pain was part of your purpose. Because look where you are now. See, had you not been through that, you'd still be over there talking about this and this and that. But God brought you here on purpose. But I want us this week to have this experience. I ain't even gotten into prayer yet. I'm, I'm, I'm working you in there. Listen to this. Don't resist what he's doing. Listen, you and I are just clay and in a, in a split second, in a split second, God can mold you into what he wants. But if we go against it, we're right back where we started. Listen, the thing about God, though, the more you resist, the more he makes you over. And, and at some point in your life with your experiences with God, you will begin, the light bulb is going to go on and you're going to begin to say, oh, I've been here before with him. 
And then you begin to see a pattern. And then when you see that pattern in your life, watch this now. Hopefully, you'll surrender to what he's doing. See? That's why I like new believers. Because I know how I try to shape them. like Show them the path. You know what I mean? Let them know they don't have to do some of the things that other believers have done. But watch this. I want to say this. When you start doing your own thing, when you go against the plan, you you ready for this? He's got to start over. How many times are you going to start over? How how many times are you going to say, it's them? They're the problem. But there's a pattern in your life. Let me ask you something. What makes this time different than the last? Remain in his hands. 2020. Let this be the year you become what God wants you to be. You know what? You could tell a person who's had an experience with God. They live differently. They love differently. Come on, somebody. They hope differently. They worship differently. You could tell when a person is so in tune with having this experience with God, and it's not based just on emotion. It's based on the fact that every day they have FaceTime with him. They're getting that word, man. That's FaceTime. And the word will begin to change you. He said, well, I can't read. Well, listen. Are you with me? Whenever you run from God, whenever you run from God, you must pick up the tab. Whenever you run from God, you've got to pay for the trip of deserting his presence. When you're in God's will, even if you don't like God's will, God will pick up the tab. I'm saying one more time. When you're in the will of God, even though you don't like it, God will pick up the tab. If your company sends you on a trip, then they're responsible for what? Paying for the trip. Now, when you go on your own trip or vacation, your company doesn't pay for that. It's your trip. <laughs> so you must pay. When we, we must decide who's going to pay for it. Come on, somebody. Tell you, David, it's expensive to leave God's presence. But we must always remember that we're just clay <laughs> in the potter's hands, on the potter's wheel. And God is making something of our lives. Give God a hand clap of praise.